You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, Nihao, and welcome to Canada 150 podcast of the week, where we are returning to talk about the Amazing Race Canada after taking about two weeks off, much like Canada 150 Challenge. Uh, but we are back here on the Oz Network to give you everything uh, that uh, we can remember about the last two episodes of the Amazing Race Canada. Uh, my name is Colin, and join me as always is our neighbor from down there, the direction I'm pointing, the joke that'll never get old, Anthony Rossi. Thank you for coming back and sticking with this very average season. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Unfortunately, I'm not broadcasting from Catterday Cafe. But... No, <laughs> we'll get into the Cat Cafe in a little bit. Uh, but we are, I guess, what, five episodes into this right now? We were on a good run of three in a row. Uh, I guess the real reason why we. Uh, took a little while to get these two episodes out together, the recap of episode four and five, is just because it's busy. I mean, if anybody in Canada knows, the Canada Games are going on right now in my hometown of Winnipeg, so I'm very busy. As we record this, I am watching Prince Edward Island and Alberta play in soccer uh, on my TV about four feet from me. Uh, aside from that, it was a non-elimination leg, so we don't really have an extra team wait, to wait, talk wait, about. Wait, 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 wait. Prince Edward Island has their own team? They do. Uh, Prince Edward Island has teams in many things. In fact, just last night we were uh, out at the Canada Games Festival and we met uh, two uh, two women's wrestlers from Prince Edward Island uh, who are very small. <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch them wrestle. And then two volleyball players from Prince Edward Island. So funny story for anybody who's watching the Canada Games right now. Prince Edward Island, they were, I guess, the underdogs in their first game. And watching the first five minutes was hilarious as they were bumping into each other, missing the ball. Uh, one guy took a ball to the face, and two of his teammates laughed at him when we mentioned that they aired that live on TV. Uh, apparently, they didn't want to ever laugh at him to his face, but uh, we spilled the beans now. So, Prince Edward Island, we love you. Um, <laughs> we hope that we see you soon on The Amazing Race in a nice volleyball challenge or wrestling challenge. Uh, but, yeah, we, we guess we took last week off, and uh, we're back this week about... 25 minutes before the new episode airs, at least the time of recording this. Uh, two episodes, one elimination. Rossi, give us your quick opinions on episodes four and five. This is a butt workout, and this is a real cat and mouse chase. I didn't really like them. I felt like the bad leg design, um, pointless challenges. I think it was a good like character and funny moments and stuff, but not racers. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I did say very average season, and I don't want to be too down on this, uh, because I still say this This is still far better than uh, several of the, I guess, U.S. Amazing Race seasons we've seen maybe over the last decade. Uh, but it's definitely for the Amazing Race Canada. It's, at this point, we're about halfway through almost, and it's definitely the, the weakest, at least in my opinion. Um, the challenges really just aren't up there, and I don't know if it's a fault of the race or... They're just picking things that maybe sound interesting on paper, and it's kind of an interesting concept, but we're not getting a lot out of it. That's the way I felt with this. Uh, a lot of uh, product placement challenges uh, that we'll get to here, but I mean, at least the location's different. You know, we're off to Beijing in the first one. Uh, we get to go to Bangkok in the second episode. Uh, starting right out uh, with the um, trip to the Great Wall of China. And of course, Sam and Paul, who start out the episode, saying exactly what we were saying you know in the last couple of weeks that hey you know we're not at the front of the pack but we're consistently very average in the middle 
they're pretty much repeating exactly what we've been saying, but they're aware of it at this point, and obviously their goal is to be number one. And their first decision in getting to first place is, of course, to not only lose their clue, uh, but to lose their train tickets as well. <laughs> um, you had actually seen this episode before I did, because I was busy uh, that week, and uh, you kind of teased that the teams that we've been maybe not getting as much personality out of, we get personality out of them. Uh, I don't know if this is the best personality, but it is something. Uh, and we do get some more moments for them later on, but uh, cringeworthy moments for teams losing we've seen teams lose the clue we've seen teams lose a train ticket or a plane ticket have we ever seen a team lose two at the same time i don't know it seems like a first but i was having major flashbacks i know you don't like this team but i think it's an interesting moment um in season six when freddie and kendra lose their clue and they just go right back and pick one out of the box yeah (laughs) i was like where are they gonna just pull out someone else's train tickets and I I missed it when they first showed it, and you know we we kind of talked briefly off air about I said that one of these episodes I actually really liked, and for me it was this one, the first episode I thought was much better than the second. You're kind of on the other page. This is one of the reasons why, because right away we're getting something that's unpredictable, that is a little bit dramatic, a little bit interesting, something we haven't seen before, and it's bringing personality out of a team we haven't seen uh, up until this point. Uh, I did get a big laugh with their resolution to this scene because ultimately they end up getting the train tickets back, but. Oh, I guess only after that realize, oh, we forgot the clue, too, and maybe didn't have time to go back, or maybe they just couldn't see it. So they ask Adam and Andrea, and typically like Sam and Paul did uh, all the way back when they made their brilliant pitch to get the express pass from Team Giver, uh, their ultimate plan comes down to saying to Adam and Andrea, hey, do you want to give us your clue? (laughs) We'll help you later on. Uh, I'm liking Sam and Paul a lot more now. I still think these... I'm glad that these two aren't salesmen, or I don't know, maybe they are in real life, but they they got to be the two worst salesmen ever. I mean, so far we've seen, seen them say, hey, we got a great idea for you. Give us your express pass. Hey, do you want to give us your clue? I mean, <laughs> they're not really selling people or coming up with great pitches, and uh, I don't know if it really was worth it at this point, you know, for Adam and Andrea to help. Uh, this was preceded by one of our great, and we're going to get into a lot of these this episode, one of our great polls from CTV, Uh, Before this happened, would you help another team on this leg? And of course, Canadians are polite, which also means they're lying to themselves when almost everybody answered yes on it. Uh, This was a little too nice of Adam and Andrea. I would have bargained a little bit more instead of them saying, we'll help you at some point on this leg. How about, I don't know, maybe we won't need your help. I don't know, why don't you uh, work with us until we get to the first challenge or something? Um, Sam and Paul, I I still, regardless of whether it is uh, a good pitch or not, uh, I find it funny that they're as bad salesmen as they are and that they actually did get Adam Andrew to go along with it. Hey, whatever works. The poll, would you help another team? Um, I don't know if they're even trying with polls at this point. It gets worse. I know it gets worse. It gets much worse. Uh, CTV, you need to hire us to do your polls. We'll come up with some good ones. Maybe that'll be a challenge. Yeah, take, maybe non-Canadians should make the polls. Yeah, yeah. People who don't want to be so diplomatic. Uh, people like, uh, I don't know, Ben. Um, <laughs> maybe not. But uh, let's take your... Ben, Ben's things would be like, would you trip this team on the way to the task? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, would this girl marry me? Ben Waterworth. <laughs> uh would you help another team on this leg, Rossi? Um, nah, this leg didn't seem like it 
you know, having seen the whole thing. Mm-hmm. This, like, didn't seem like a very help-friendly, like, help-centered one. Like, how, how could you help someone dive? Would you have... Well, that's kind of my point with what Sam and Paul were pitching, is that they... I don't know, they're probably just not creative thinkers, and they're like, hey, we'll help you. Well, we don't know we need your help yet, you know? Um, could you have come up with a better pitch for them? Do you think Adam and Andrea I mean, honestly, sailed? it was perfect. What's that? Because they got they got the clue, and they didn't really have to help them out. They did, so. and that's what made it so funny, is that they basically said, hey, can you give us your clue? And that was it. It's a Canadian mentality. Maybe it is, yeah. I, I'm sure that Team Giver would have uh, had a lot more fun with this one. Um, obviously, they did have more fun when they gave away the Express Pass. But yeah, so that's some good drama to start the episode with. Um, I love the first challenge. Okay, so I'm just going to get into this. Uh, I'm also wow, you liked a product placement <laughs> challenge? Scenorama. Uh, <laughs> this is product oh, placement. Come on, yes. they got a little panda. But but it's also it's one of those cringeworthy challenges that's kind of funny. You know, they're at the Great Wall of China, and they're basically the the tour guide for the day and this would be the worst tour ever because it's probably 30 seconds long with like the great wall of china was built whenever whenever over to your right you see some trees over to your left you see some dirt thank you for joining us and that's it like it's the worst tour ever but this is why i love this challenge yes it's cheesy product placement yes it, it had no purpose it wasn't like it was that hard to do the way it sounds on paper is well you're going to do part of it in english part of it in Mandarin and part of it in French. But it's the fact that the people who were judging them were allowed to boo, heckle, and cheer. Because <laughs> they didn't just go boo or say no or shake their heads with boo with like thumbs down. It was very aggressive. I liked the personality we got out of the extras this week. Yeah, it was all right. Lots of opinions from me this week. Um, it was very... Um... Impractical Jokers ask. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we got to suggest this for Impractical Jokers. Uh, I liked uh, Andrea saying, uh, yeah, we speak fluent French, but our Mandarin is terrible. Now, I don't know if they were saying that, like, do they do they actually speak Mandarin? And they're like, oh, our Mandarin's a little bit shaky, or do they just, you know, not speak Mandarin at all? And that was their nice way of saying it. Um, Sam and Paul, we got a little bit of personality, and they basically kind of danced and sung their way through this one that was kind of fun so this is probably the other moment you're talking about where we get a bit of personality of sam and paul am i right possibly i don't remember it too well (laughs) did you like anything about this challenge no okay actually i did like that they had to learn many languages for this task yeah and And i thought that was a cool twist um instead of like this is this and this and like in all english or something i just thought that it was yeah, I mean, I was kind of making fun of it, saying, well, it's 30 seconds of speaking. It's like three phrases in each language. But even still, we've seen this on The Amazing Race many times, and people always struggle with it. So, yeah, good yeah. on them that they, the teams actually got through this. and you know, Simple but effective. Yeah, and it also helps that, I guess, with the French part, I mean, some of these teams here are from Quebec. They're, they're speaking fluently in both languages. And even if you don't, in Canada, it's mandatory to take French, I think, for the first eight or nine years of school. So everybody has like a basic understanding of it. Uh, Mandarin, not so much though. I don't remember if it was here or later where we got to see the real Dirt Gritty come out in the cab. Was that before or after this challenge when he was rapping in the directions to the cab driver and the cab driver was getting into uh, it? I think this was this episode. Because they weren't in cabs at all, really, in that second leg. Yeah, well, this is our Dirt Gritty song of the week, whatever we want to call it. Um, I'll have to come up with the title we'll get him on the show we'll get dirt gritty aka bert to give us the title of this 
they're still my favorite team. I'm going to have lots of good stuff to talk about them in this episode. Um, so the, the one moment of this episode where they were climbing up, this is a butt workout. Uh, <laughs> that's got to be one of the oddest titles we've ever had, but I do thank them for showing us the butt workout. That was a... Uh, one of the other reasons this is my favorite episode of the season so far, the cheering and booing was fantastic. Like, you got to at least agree with me on that. We need more booing and heckling out of the judges in these challenges. Yeah, more animation instead of congratulations. Yeah, in, in a bad uh, shot. Stock footage, yeah. Stock footage shot, yeah. Uh, following this, we get more, I don't even know if you call it product placement challenge. It's just... I guess this was our Canada 150 Challenge of the Week ball hockey at the Canadian Embassy. Wow, this was bad, but I did get a laugh out of this, and anybody who's from Canada would have laughed. Anybody outside of Canada would not have gotten it. The music that plays when they show up there, Hockey Night in Canada theme, and that is basically like, you know what, Monday Night... The National Anthem. It's it's our National Anthem, yes. The unofficial National Anthem. (laughs) But this is like what Monday Night Football is. And I don't know, does Monday Night Football float around or is it on one network? I have no idea. Okay, uh, not a football fan. Uh, I don't know either. My wife's more into football than I am. But if let's say Monday Night Football is on one network. Let's say it's on Fox, right? If you were to be watching Survivor and there was a football challenge and they played the Monday Night Football theme, that's how odd it was to hear Hockey Night in Canada on the Amazing Race Canada. The other thing that's great about this is that Amazing Race Canada is probably... Like, even above Amazing Race US, even above Survivor, you know, US, or whatever else, Amazing Race Canada is probably the highest-rated show in this country, second only to Hockey Night in Canada. So to hear the theme song... the best of both. Yeah, and you're hearing the theme song from another network's number one show against the number two show. That was fantastic to me. The challenge, complete waste of time, though. Uh, This is what what I was kind of uh, getting frustrated with in the last couple US seasons, is that... We were getting like very little screen time for the detours and roadblocks and just all these. Every time they had to pick up a clue, we're going to make a challenge out of it. The Cinerama one, we're going to pick up a little mascot panda bear. And here, we're going to do the hockey night thing. A few too many of these in these episodes, but still, what we're about to get is what's really worth it to me. Because we get to go to the Olympic Training Center in Beijing, where the 2008 Olympics were. Where 2020 something or other is going to be again. Um, I don't think they're going to be on the pool there for the Winter Olympics. But even still, we get to go diving, Olympic diving. And this is, of course, coming days after I attended the Canada Games 10-meter platform diving finals, which was fantastic. And I just want to say uh, I will never watch a diving event the same again because you have no idea watching how hot the pool is. You go to an indoor swimming pool... And I should be doing this for Off the Podium, not the Oz Network. But you go to an indoor swimming pool, and you're swimming within five minutes. So you, Rossi yawns. You assume that it's nice in there because you're swimming. But try spending two hours watching diving with 30-plus Celsius temperatures and as humid as it could be. Uh, So these judges, I was looking for their pit stains in this episode. Uh, But this was like... (laughs) This was like the challenge of the season for me. Uh, So the two options we had here were in sync or in line was there any chance anybody was going to be picking the line dancing when they could go olympic diving or rossi would you be doing the line dancing no i wanted to dive i wanted to dive i know especially seeing how great these dives were uh these judges were very generous too (laughs) we saw some nine (laughs) and tens from like belly flops and i mean i thought that some of these people were going to die uh this was the most brutal challenge of the season 
and watching Sam and Paul do this, like, again, just like you promised, personality all over, not the most positive thing from Sam and Paul, but I honestly thought a few times here they were going to, like, crack each other's skulls open before they even hit the water. That was the single worst diving I've seen in my entire life. Agreed. Agreed. You, you remember this episode well. This is why we don't wait two weeks in between them. <laughs> um, yeah, a whole bunch of great diving stuff in here. Uh, uh, Ebony and Andrea, their belly flops were pretty painful. Uh, and of course, Ivana, this is where the two-episode run of her back pain kicks in. So, I mean, this is an important moment, I guess. But here's the main question I have, because they were, I think they were the only ones to switch, weren't they? I think so. Yeah. Again, we waited a week to record this episode. No, no, they were. They were, yeah. Uh, so, Ivana says her back is completely seizing up. Uh, she's in a lot of pain. That's understandable. I mean, diving, every time you hit the water, it's going to hurt. Unless you're hitting it as a perfect dive, it's going to hurt. But if you had to choose between dancing where you're having to roll your arms back and forth and move your body all over the place and diving where the impact of the water is the harshest it's going to be, but actually having a stiff back would help you in the dive. I don't understand their switching. Um, can you make any sense out of switching in this case? Um, I feel like the switching was justified for the teams that were considering it. No, Corey and Ivana switched too, so... Corey and Ivana were the ones we're talking about, yeah. No, Adam and Ant, uh, didn't the girls switch too? No, I don't think so. Oh no, they might have. Yeah. Yeah, the Adam and... No, no, Andrea and Ebony, the other Andrea. Yeah. Yeah. They switched, so I think it was justified in the teams that did switch. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you would have thought Sam and Paul would have switched, but they just eventually got it in the end. So, again, more credit to them that they actually stuck with the task. Because, I mean, I always get frustrated when people switch too much. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll change my opinion on these episodes because I'm looking at my notes for what happened after this. Do we have anything to add on the line dancing first before we move on? I did say in my notes that it seemed like a dance they would do at Woodstock. And yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, but it seemed so weird and, like, not cool yeah, line it dancing. Seemed like it was, like, they back were, alley. Yeah, they were, like, hadn't showered in a week and were on acid, naked. They were doing that for, like, four days before the Amazing Race yeah, Canada exactly. team showed up. This was it. They, they just designed a challenge around a bunch of acid tripping. They, they, <laughs> they came upon a flash mob of yeah. these dancers and they said keep going. Yeah, exactly. We'll pay you money. They continued to feed them acid just to draw it out so they could make sure to get this entire challenge out of the way. Uh, I don't know. I, and I was thinking that like the dancing would be closed mm -hmm. if it was like early Amazing Race. Like they would stop. Like I just it seemed really bad. Yeah. Um, who was the one I'm trying to think. One of the guys here was like maybe it was um uh what's his name Corey. somebody in this challenge one of the guys was like so against this and then because they had to smile in the challenge adam. it was adam yeah because they had to smile in this challenge it looked hilarious because i didn't know you had to smile and we're gonna get more of like uh smiling and laughing when you shouldn't later on but they didn't really say you have to smile on this challenge. So we just get Adam saying, oh, this is going to be terrible. And then as he's doing his weird acid-tripping baby dance, he's got the biggest grin on his face, and he's got a bowl around his neck and everything. And it looked like he was having a blast, but then it was only halfway through the challenge I realized that he had to be doing this. It just it looked hilarious watching him do this. So I guess some, uh, some positive things about this challenge. Nothing I can really say about the next one, though. Playing Doctor for the roadblock. First of all, 
they're playing pharmacist. They're not playing doctor. Um, so the name of the challenge doesn't even make sense. And I, other than the fact that this location looked really cool, I can't think of anything that was entertaining about watching people read writing on a wall, uh, on a drawer on a wall, and then measure out ingredients for medicine. Uh, this one, we don't really see a lot of the challenge in it, uh, probably for good reason. Uh, definitely not the high point of the season. Yeah, it was like a glorified filing challenge. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we get the big tease of the drum tower after this, which seemed like a great location. My opinion is changing on this. I don't know if you have, like, you know, some type of, like, mind control or whatever, but <laughs> I started this. Like, I really loved that first episode, and now I'm struggling to remember what I loved about it because the second half, really nothing in it. Drum Tower, so disappointed we didn't get to see any of this. It looked like such a cool place, and then we see nothing once they check in. Um, I don't know, the, the entertainment here is that for everybody in the audience at home, you could hear John saying, you are the third team to arrive and you know it's going to be non-elimination. And of course, in the end, when Ebony and Andrea, uh, who fell really far behind in this one, uh, when they eventually check in, they're crying. And it's probably the longest John has ever dragged it out before saying this is a non-elimination like, like Well, see you later, John. They're, they're almost legitimately walking away before he's like, oh, wait, hold on, you're still racing. Uh, so, yeah, it was kind of a fun moment to end the episode on. Uh, did you expect this one to be non-elimination when you saw it? Because I knew, yeah. because you spoiled it for me. As soon as I heard to arrive. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I was, and I had a feeling just, like, the whole episode. Mm-hmm just a weird like gut instinct so not a shock and it was also four episodes in and this is a what 11 12 episode season we know we're gonna have it at they least usually would point. do it within the first four episodes it's yeah. weird that they would wait longer yeah exactly uh and this wasn't like a non-elimination either really it no was it was a, like a racing which comes up later so yeah my opinion now that i'm going through this with you uh mind controlling rossi is i'm starting to come around to the second episode a little bit more uh, we get a thank you from the Cinerama mascot as they check out in the second episode. <laughs> um, Product placement, get out. Yeah, but you know what? The mascots change because I swear that there was another point, maybe it was in this episode or another one, where it was a completely different animal. So maybe they just give away... Yeah, they had different animals. Maybe for every place you Country. visit. Every destination, yeah. Uh, but this time they're off to... Was it Bangkok? Was it Shanghai? Shanghai first, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Chen had the pink huh? Yeah, this is um, where Sam and Paul dropped their clue. So <laughs> maybe this is the better episode. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam and Paul dropped their clue now that we look like idiots. <laughs> um, and they go to a Montreal style deli in the middle of Shanghai, which is pretty cool. Uh, and Dirt Gritty freestyles in the cab. This is the part we were talking about earlier. Uh, it's, we're not complete idiots because they did do the rapping, I guess, when they were trying to learn the um, the languages for the tour guide challenge earlier on. So, minor screw up there, but this is more Dirt Gritty. So this will be our Dirt Gritty song of the week. Uh, the other one will be the song for the previous week. And this is, again, just another one of those let's waste time seeing a location when we couldn't come up with a challenge around it. Uh, we're off now to Bangkok for the Cat Cafe. Here's the beginning of our repeat things we've already seen on Amazing Race US uh, <laughs> checkpoints and challenges of the week. Uh, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more out of the Cat Cafe. The people were kind of playing it up. So I've never seen something this crazy in my life. Then you've never watched the Amazing Race. 
Yeah. I like the someone said I wish we could stay. Yeah. But like that was the only good thing about it. And who was it? It was just like a A to B it's, crap. Yeah, it's just check in, hey, we have a cat cafe. Which if you're not gonna show it, why bring it up when we've already seen it on the American one? And I can't remember who it was, but somebody did say, Oh, I've never seen anything like this before and I'm thinking then you don't watch the Amazing Race. You've just killed this illusion for the audience. Uh, but they get to go for the fast forward now. So the fast forward is basically the hoop takra, if I'm pronouncing that right, which is kind of a combination, I don't know, of basketball and hacky sack with that's pretty good. A weird woven plastic ball. Um, I don't know. It looked like it would have been a lot harder. I like these a lot better than some of the fast forwards we get on the U.S. version now, where it's like go and pick up the clue that says fast forward before anybody else. Fast forwards we don't really get to talk about it much because they don't happen anymore. It definitely was something that needed some tweaking when you go back to the early seasons of Amazing Race U.S. But are you a fan of the fast forwards? Um, if it's good. Was this a good one? No. No, really? Just because you didn't like the challenge, or you don't like how it played out? Um, the challenge. See, I like it when it's like this, where some teams are going to go for it and some aren't. It usually just ends up being, well, one team goes for the fast forward and everybody leaves them alone. But nobody really knew here. So even though Adam and Andrea got the fast forward, I can't remember who it was that showed up second. I think it was Corey and Ivana. Just as they get there, Adam and Andrea are running away laughing and, you know, high-fiving or whatever. And they're like, uh, I think they just got it, so we might as well leave now. Uh, I like when it can screw up another team. And, you know, you do always have the question, at least in this episode. I mean, we see where Corey and Yvonne ended up placing at the end of this. Could they have done even better? Obviously, they weren't last. But, man, if they had shown up, you know, a few minutes later, would they have been the last team to arrive in this? Would they have been eliminated? So I like that it can mess up the teams. I like that the teams kind of are responsible for themselves. Can you do this or not? And it was also fun, at least in this episode for me, when they're playing this game, and you could see the brother and sister coming out of Adam and Andrea. I find Adam and Andrea to be a really entertaining team, but I don't find that they really... This is going to sound weird. I don't feel like they click well together. You know, their teams, like Kenneth and Ryan, obviously, where like they'll play off of each other, and that's your entertainment, you know? Karen and Bert, same thing. Uh, Corey and Ivana, even to a certain degree. But I always sort of feel like... I'm either laughing at Adam or I'm laughing at Andrea. And when they're together, they're just sort of like two people. They they almost come across like they're strangers. Like this is season 29. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, you see it. You have no opinion on it. Um, yeah, I really don't care that much about them. Oh, you don't? Okay, so is there anything you dislike about them or are you just, you're indifferent? No, they're just like white paint. They're effective, but like uninteresting. <laughs> they're like paint, did you say? White paint. White paint? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a does a good job, but it's not interesting to look at. So are they more like white primer paint to you, where they do the job, but they're better suited to set up a more interesting color to be laid down? Yeah, probably. Rossi's analogies of the week. This has got to be its own segment. I don't know. I liked seeing them kind of... They had this weird brother and sister bickering thing. Like, do you, I don't know. Do you have any siblings? Yeah. No? No? Okay. Uh, do you have any cousins or people close that would almost be like siblings where you just Just have make your reference. Just make your reference, God. I'm trying to relate to you here. Just, just go. I'm trying to bring the Sam and Say what you're going to say. I'm bringing the Sam and Paul out of you this week. Come on, work with me. Um, there's just this sibling bickering where it's like, you could be bickering, but you're not yelling at each other. It's just like, all right, I get it. 
you know, where they're kind of giving instructions to each other. And then the second that, like, I think it was Adam, he's like, oh, you really got to do it more like this. And then she's like, okay, whatever. And then a second later they get it. And they're just like, yeah, we got it. Like, it was just, it felt like a fun sibling moment to me. And yeah, but it had no delivery. It was like big climax, but no delivery. But the delivery is if you have a sibling. See, only people with siblings would get this, Rossi. <laughs> whatever. Just um, move on. <laughs> they're kind of like, I don't know, like beige paint, you know? <laughs> They're not quite too bland. They bring a little bit of color, a little bit of life. I don't mind Adam and Andrea. We'll talk. I mean, I don't them. mind them. They're fine. Like they're they're just, but they're just kind of there for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're also not really in this episode. They get to fast forward, and then that's it. True. Um. Maybe, maybe, we'll see how I feel next episode. Yeah. We'll we'll see if they're pink the color. Episode screen. currently airing. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm tuned to CTV right now, and Adam and Andrea. Oh, they are nailing it this week, Rossi. Uh, so they get the fast forward. Um, they get to move on, and uh, the let's pronounce this one. Uh, we're going to talk about other teams checking in, but just because it was there, they get to go straight to the Wat Therawat Kunchorn Warawiham Temple. Can you say that? Uh, nope. I don't think I did either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's on the screen and that John is pronouncing it as it's on the screen. Like, they needed to slow it down and do this, like, Sesame Street style. Um, wow, I, I, I don't even know if I typed this properly. Anyway, so we get the puppet show after this. Um, <laughs> puppet show is my favorite part of the episode, by the way. Uh, here's where I try to relate again, and Rossi shuts me down. Rossi, do you enjoy puppet shows? Um, you know, I haven't been to one, but... <laughs> I'm sure they're good. I mean, I'm not saying I go to puppet shows. It's not like, you know, I took a break from the Canada Games yesterday to attend the Canada Games puppet Although I did see a type of kids show, but still puppets. I don't know what it is. They're hilarious to me. Everybody has that one thing where it's immature, it's stupid, but you laugh at it maybe for all the wrong reasons. But puppets just, along with burning people, puppets are guaranteed to crack me up. So I love that there was a puppet challenge this week. Now, if you had had a burning puppet, that would have been great. That would have been my favorite episode of the season. Uh, but no, the puppets are fun. And I loved Karen in this one. Uh, Karen, where she has to basically uh, insert her hand right up the puppet. She goes, oh, we're friends. And then she's talking about, uh, this feels really awkward. Uh, Rossi, thoughts on the puppet show? Highlight of the episode? Um, my highlight was... Um having Shabir mess up he's like if we just talk through it we'll be fine <laughs> and then they keep getting no no oh. no and then they look at the big bold letters on their clue and they're like oh this thing that was so obvious the whole time yeah and it took them three times and this is where I love that they didn't spell it out for them because there are challenges where the judge would be like no this is what you did wrong and they say nothing the funnier thing in this episode is that Zed is stressed out for some reason and Zed and Shabir if you're listening come on the show and explain it to us but Zed is stressing out this whole challenge as Shabir is basically taking the lead. And I'm wondering, does Zed know that they're supposed to be reading it? He's like, I just don't want to argue with my dad. When he gets in one of his moods, we just got to let him go. Uh, it almost seemed like that to me, but at the same time, I don't think he would have left it that long. But it was hilarious watching them. It was also just how animated he was with this laugh. <laughs> and they're like, no, no. And it's, what did I do wrong? <laughs> Uh, the other was, almost, that was weird that they didn't say anything to them. Mm -hmm. 
But I like some tasks are like, oh, you're like sometimes when you're making something, if you have to make like ten cookies, yeah, they'll say this one's too burnt, yeah, and then exactly. but these are fine. Like it's weird. That, that's like hit or miss stuff with the Amazing Race that I don't know how I feel about. Uh, I mean. I don't know what they would have said. You're being too vocal. Um, like, without coming right out and saying, read your clue, moron. You know, I don't know what they could have said. But this is my favorite Zed Shabir. And I know it's like, you want the best moments from every team to be the moments where it's like Karen talking about the hose or Team Giver with their, we got another express pass. But I love when teams just fall flat on their face and it's all their own doing. And it's kind of embarrassing to watch. It's such a great moment. Uh, we'll talk more about Zed and Shabir on the end of this. Uh, other than them talking through the challenge, we know Corey Nivana made the same mistake. Uh, anything else you loved about the puppet show? Do you wish the puppets were burning? Anything? Um, no, it was all right. I think it was the best part of the episode, like you said. I loved how into it everybody was getting, because usually you get these ones, and, and this is the difference in these episodes, You know where we had the mocking hecklers in the first one and then we get these people who are really getting into the puppet show and they're not just judging you know that they're basically told this is what you're looking for this is how you're supposed to respond but still i like to see the the people in the challenge being engaged a little bit uh and laughing along with it and everything uh me it's not that i laugh at like the jokes of puppet show as we're going to go off on this tangent here just the idea of a puppet an inanimate object that has its mouth moving just looks so funny to me it doesn't matter what they're doing. Like, oh, it's amazing. Uh, I'm going to come up with the Oz Network puppet show one of these days <laughs> just for my own enjoyment. But, no, it's a, it, it was a fun challenge, and it's it's something that I think is different, you know, and we're, we're going to get into the surfing in a second, which I feel like something you could have in every country you're in. But this also just felt authentic to where they were, too. Uh, let's move on with it, though. Also, Team Giver upstaging their puppet. Like, they didn't have to speak, and they were still trying to steal the spotlight from a puppet. Like, I love that about Team Giver. They're like, we're going to mime this and upstage our puppet so you're not even paying attention. Uh, bring it or shred it. Or bling it or shred it. Autocorrect. Sorry. Uh, this is our detour of the week. So, which one would you do, Rossi? Bring it or shred it? Probably... Shred it. It has to be shredded. And... Yes, That's friend. where the poll was scaling before they actually revealed what the challenges were. So now I'm really starting to question whether people who vote on these actually know what they are ahead of time. If maybe they have, this is some secret thing. And one of these days when I can watch the episode live, we know it's not happening right now as episode what, five or six is airing. But I want to see, do they know? Because the polls don't really change after it's finished being described at all. But yeah, obviously this is the more fun one. And the easier one. I thought this would have been a lot harder because I think it was season 25 of the U.S. version when they did this. This is our second repeat challenge we've had. But the only ones we saw go after it the first time were the surfers. Uh, and I don't know. I almost felt like they struggled with it more than these Canadians with no surfing experience struggled with it. Like, do you remember season 25 enough to remember how um, I was going to call them Adam and Andrea? What were their names? Bethany and... Um. Yeah, Bethany Adam. and Adam. Yeah. Did they struggle with no. it? I thought they did. Pro- probably a little bit just for drama, but no. I mean, I don't think they really did. Some people struggle with this one. Uh, highlight of this challenge for you. Come um, on, we know what it is. I'm forgetting. Shabir 
I don't know, landing on his skull about three times. That was okay. Should we be laughing? I'm saying we as I'm trying to group you in so I don't feel so guilty. Should I be laughing at Shabir falling and hurting himself over and over again? Probably not. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, this is just like that PEI, Prince Edward Island, volleyball player taking the ball to the face. It's just funny to see people in pain. Uh, it was funny to watch. I don't know. Uh, and Ebony, of course, the star in this one. Because, of course, she's experienced and apparently better than Bethany, who's like, you know, professional surfer or whatever. Um, I don't know. This was a fun challenge. It was something I'd like to try. And I did like the uh, strategy that they came up with about holding the board. I think that was Zed that suggested it to Shabir about holding the board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're very engaged this week. I know what you are been in. Um, let's get to what you've been waiting to talk about the entire time. The poll. All right. So we've gone through a couple of polls so far. Every single episode now is starting with rank the teams or, you know, who will be in first, who will be in last. We get, would you do this detour? Would you do this roadblock or which detour, which roadblock? We get the worst poll in the history of not and just polls. Amazing Race, any poll ever. Like, there was a poll once, do you approve of Adolf Hitler, that was slightly less obvious than this one would be. What was the poll, Rossi? I didn't write it down, so you have to tell me. Um, would you rather explore all of Canada or explore the world? <laughs> now, I... Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> at this point... I don't know if they're even trying with these polls. And this is, it's going to look bad. You're, 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 it's the Amazing Race Canada. It's Canada's 150th birthday. You want Canada to be loved. These are Canadians voting and no Canadian votes for Canada. And you can't blame them. I mean, my wife's watching this episode with me and without me even saying anything about the poll or what you had kind of teased with the poll this week, she's like turning right to me and she's like, why would they even ask that question? It's like, it doesn't matter what country you're mentioning. The answer is always going to be the world. You know, like, I can't... Can you think of any country they could mention where the rest of the world isn't the better answer? No. That's like saying... It's like, do you want one sandwich or two? Yeah, exactly. You know, do you want to, I don't know, be a janitor or be a millionaire? Do you want to go on vacation to Chicago or the moon? Like, it's just so obvious. And then the crazy thing to me is that... Well, I think that one would be a little bit more different. What? Do you think more people want to go to Chicago than the moon? I feel like people are afraid of space. <laughs> uh, people are afraid of space. People are afraid of cats. Uh, the weird fears people have. People are afraid of paint colors uh, or just intimidated by them. Uh, I don't know. It got up to something like 98%, and I'm just questioning who are the 2% of unambitious people out there. Did you write the other two options? Well, I think that there was only two options for this one. It was... There were four. No, I think it was just Canada or the rest of the world. I thought there were four. There was a question with four. There was a question that's... with four, yeah. I'll have to look through my notes and get back to that, because I did note that as well. I thought that was stupid, too. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Let's go through the teams here, and we'll get back to whatever the other poll was, because uh, that was a, another one that I can't find in my notes, but I'll get to it. All right, so as we go through first place to last place, not in the first leg, but in this most recent leg, 
or the last yeah. week's leg, as the episode is now 15 minutes in, as we date ourselves. Um, first place team, Adam and Andrea. I guess they're officially now the most competitive team on this race. You know, they finished seventh in the second leg. Other than that, they were third place three times, and now they're first place. Albeit it's with the fast forward, but still, you give your opinions on uh, brother and sister pa white paint here. Um, anything else to add to Adam and Andrea? Give, a, give me your predictions on how you think they're running the race instead of their personalities, which you find bland. I think they've been smart. They've made good decisions all around. Um, not too many faults in their racing, mm -hmm. unlike some of the other teams that are guy we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, second place, Andrea and Ebony. Big rebound from last week almost being eliminated but they were non-eliminated uh second place this week that's their only two spots were five legs in and they've had two second place finishes and three seventh place finishes uh they won't have a chance to finish seventh again because there's only six teams left now i don't know they're they're pretty inconsistent but when they're on they're really on thoughts on andrea and ebony i think they're really bad at the race you think they're bad at the race yeah based on what um, just poor decision making all around like they okay um, uh, yeah I'll agree they, they've had some bad decisions but they've obviously done some things right because they've gotten ahead you know and they can kill some challenges so maybe that helps too it's very hit or miss for them and I don't see them based on the way they've been going I don't think they'll be able to survive a few more legs they have a great butt workout that's uh, one thing we know about <laughs> them um, <laughs> third place Sam and Paul, uh, yeah, I guess they haven't finished any lower than fourth. So along with Adam and Andrea, they're looking like front runners to win this thing. We definitely got a lot more personality out of them this time. We also got some big mistakes out of them this time. Uh, I don't know if they're go this whole tease. They didn't really. Yeah, have but they've to bounced back. They haven't. Their mistakes haven't cost them more than yeah an hour or two. That's true. Uh, my bigger question though is this thing with Adam and Andrea where. They, hey, want to give us your clue? Uh, they did say we'll help you in the next leg. Is this setting up them kind of going back on their word at some point? Because we didn't get that in this episode. You know, it could have very easily we'll help you and they cut away. Uh, it's obviously going to come back at some point. Otherwise, they just would have edited this, this as, do you want to give us your clue? Oh, here it is. So, I don't know. Do you think Sam and Paul, are we going to be seeing them turn into villains of the season? It's not like they'd be the weirdest team to become villains. I would be down with it. Um... I don't know. I feel like maybe it's just Canadian niceness showing. I feel like they're the only team here that could be villains. And I meant niceness from the other team. Yeah, exactly. In Adam and to show them. Yeah, yeah. Way too nice. Yeah. But like Sam and Paul, I can't... If we're going to have villains on the season, Sam and Paul are the only ones I think can be it. Because they don't yeah. seem like they're mm -hmm. overly friendly with everybody for one. And, you know, there is something where they're... They don't want to just ask. I think a team that is genuine, and I'm not judging them or anything. This is just the way I'm perceiving the, the way they're being edited. But a team that is really out to be helpful and be nice and everything is not going to feel like they have to make a pitch to anybody. And twice we've seen them say, we got a, a proposal for you. And it's almost a little bit like sleazy salesmen here, even though they're terrible Well, I think it. it's just the idea that like a lot of people on The Amazing Race, or people like the hero kind of ideal. Yeah wouldn't beg for these kinds of things they wouldn't ask they would be eternally grateful that they had the chance and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff like very ruperty like oh i'm a good guy kind of stuff 
and I've been struggling to think about what this season's missing for me because I really do like the cast. I don't think there's any teams that are other than maybe Karen and Burt. I don't know if any teams are really standing out to me the way that some of the the past great teams have for me. Um, but maybe it's because we're not getting enough conflict among the teams. I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Uh, Zed and Shabir could have been a great team to bring some conflict, but you know, obviously that's not going to work out. Dan and, Dan and Rio would have been amazing. I honestly believe they would have been our villains of the season. I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, let's move on here. Uh, Kenneth and Ryan, they started out... Giver. Giver, team Giver. Wow, there is nothing that they do that is boring. Um, they're my <laughs> wife's favorite team. Uh, I think they're most of Canada's favorite team at this point. I said right at the beginning, they're the most Canadian team I've ever seen. I thought they were going to be like front runners but week one based on how dominant they were and then finding the express passes, you know, I think it was in episode two. Wow, they've just been consistently average to below average every single week as far as racers go, but definitely not boring. No, agree 100%. I love them. And I mean, we're about halfway through the season now, I guess, and we have, you know, only six teams left. And they've never really been at the very bottom. So it's just... It's just unusual to see the all-male team, the athletic all-male team, especially when they came out so strong, that really is kind of going downhill. And the, the thing I like best about them... And is not they, be perceived as a threat consistently. Yeah, and you know maybe they have some brilliant strategy. I don't know if they're that smart, but it could be some brilliant strategy on their part where they just you know don't want people to see them as this big threat. I don't know anybody would really take that kind of risk, but they seem crazy enough and maybe high enough to do it. Um, but they seem very BJ and Tyler in the fact that they're strong, but they're kind of dismissed. Yeah, for the way that they act. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're goofy. They're they're more characters than they are serious racers, uh, and I kind of like that they're not that dominant because what makes them entertaining is that they're giving you the same personality when they're, you know, fourth place or fifth place or sixth place as they're giving you as the first. They're hundred percent. Yeah, and they're obviously John's favorite too because. This is two legs in a row where John had the exact same line when they checked in. It says, all the way from Nelson, B.C. to here in Bangkok. All the way from Nelson, B.C. to here in Beijing. I'm just waiting for him to deliver that line. And if I turn up the volume, I can hear him saying it right now. This <laughs> episode six is airing. But no, John has his favorites on this race, and it's clearly them. Uh, fifth place, Karen and Bert, my favorite team. We don't even have to see that much from them. But if we get, like, one line from each of Karen and Bert, like, I'm 100% on board with them. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. They're, like, still my favorite team. Uh, Rossi, are you loving Karen and Bert, or do you want to see more of them? Um, I love them. I think we get them good enough. I don't need to see them struggling in a challenge or, like, I just need to see them as much as we are now, and I'll be fine. I mean, if we get more good moments of them, then I'll be happy. But if we get more of them and they're struggling and they're angry, I, I don't need it. They are the most consistently average team yet. Uh, they went from 6th to 4th to 5th to 5th to 5th. Um, I know where they're going to place next week. 5th? Uh, it's going to be 5th, yeah. There's a trend here. Corey and Ivano, we got a lot more out of them this week. Uh, it wasn't just the kind of boohoo story and not mocking that. That's just the way I would refer to it as. Uh, we get their whole panda thing. Uh, do you remember how it was they described panda? Uh, black and white coming together, and then that was the rest of what I remember. Panda means inclusion, equality, diversity. Black and white united. Uh, yep. It's a great tagline. I don't know if it's really going to catch on. It's a little bit long-winded, but 
they're kind of all gung-ho about this panda thing right now. Uh, my favorite moment of the episode, which I forgot to mention, just because, uh, well, um, there's more bigger things going on, was their blind driver. <laughs> the guy who's going five kilometers an hour. I mean, I can walk more than five kilometers in an hour. <laughs> this guy's going 5K, basically, in the middle of a freeway. It was hilarious to watch, especially because this guy's expression never changed, and we never got an explanation why. Like, I'm sure there was some reason why this guy's driving as slow as he was, like maybe he had a flat tire, but it, it looked so funny on the race, and I oh, I love that moment. I love anytime we have foreign cab drivers that are just treated like idiots. No agreed? Agreed. <laughs> Did Rossi leave, or are you still there? Hi, he texts hi. Okay, let's move on. That's staying in the episode, just so everybody knows what to go through to get any personality out of Sam and Paul here. Um, this is our week. Zen Shabir, sad to see them go. What were they called? Bald in the Beard or something like that? Bald, something like that. Bald in the Beautiful. Um, father and son, a fun team. I think they kind of progressed and got more and more of the the dummy edit as this episode went on. Uh they definitely have like a great story, but I'm sorry to say I loved seeing Shabir taking uh, the headstands in the surfing challenge. Uh, not mocking him in any way. It's just, it, it's funny. It a, it's something that's going to be memorable with them. Uh, Rossi, parting thoughts on Zed and Shabir. Um, they were enjoyable. They were definitely a lot different than we, ex I feel like most of us expected. Mm -hmm. um, I was pleased with <clears throat> how they performed. They were pretty funny along the way. Um, I think it was funny seeing them react to the speedo or the speedos in the diving challenge and everything. And I, yeah. I just enjoyed oh, yeah. them. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that they were a team, and they, I don't know, they just seemed like an unusual, interesting all male team that we got. And I'm glad that they were there. They were fun. I think had they stuck around longer, Dan and Rio would have been a much bigger team as far as personalities go. But I feel like. For what we've seen on the race, them being eliminated, maybe it's just we're at that point. But I feel like this is the first time where it's like we're kind of at a loss. A big character team is gone. And maybe that's just saying, you know, all the ones we have left are pretty decent, or almost all the ones we have left are decent. You mentioned it all the way at the beginning of the season. Team they most associate with from previous seasons, Simeon Opie. Totally have to disagree with them on that one because Shabir would have been, uh, or Shabir's all for, like, I'm doing the surfing. And even Zed, which is a great moment where he said, you know, my dad, when he's dedicated, he's going to do something, he's just going to do it. And it took him taking a bigger beating than I've seen anybody take other than Sam and Paul diving together. And he just kept going with this. And eventually when he quit, it was the right decision to make. But we know if Simeon Opie were doing this, we would have been hearing, I can't surf. I can't <laughs> swim. I can't wear a Speedo. <laughs> yes, the um, resident, uh, I don't team, I can't, I yeah. won't. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I kind of like Simeon Opie more just, you know, for the type of characters they were. But Zen Shabir definitely a more uh, all-around competitive team. Capable. Way more capable, yeah. Uh, and they, they have that uh, that um, uh, story, you know, very similar to the... <laughs> I'm, I'm forgetting the names. The winners of season one, father and son. Um, how can you forget they have the same name? Yeah. <laughs> I, they're from Winnipeg, too, which is what uh, is so much sadder. When I don't want to say one? it because I don't like them. Yeah, you don't remember their names either. Let's move on. <laughs> um, 
let's go to the racer files from the website. This is great. Uh, <laughs> Shabir says, I can't leave home without my freaking medications. <laughs> uh, what's that on his... Are you looking at this right now? Nope. He's got some weird type of, like, armband thing on right here. And, you know, I don't know if that's something he keeps his medication in. It just looks kind of unusual. My nickname is Shab Spidey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Shab Spidey. Um, my hero is Spider-Man. My favorite emoji is Rossi. You know, he... We, we need to tell people who haven't seen this, go to the Amazing Race Canada website on CTV, click on the racer files for each individual racer. What is the emoji that is Shabir's favorite emoji? I told you I'm not looking at it. Oh, it's poop. This is the second time poop's oh. come up, but it's the first time that somebody actually bothered to draw the poop emo emoji. Unless this is like ice cream emoji or something, or smiling mashed potatoes emoji. There is no color in it, I can't tell. Last movie that made me cry was Lion. Rossi, have you seen Lion yet? No. Really good movie. You should check it out. Um, also takes place in Tasmania. I'm waiting for the sequel, Tiger. <laughs> uh, if you've seen the movie, there's not a lot of places they can go with the sequel. <laughs> I'm sure they can work it out. My biography would be titled Living Life to the Fullest. Uh, yeah, predictable. I, I would have rather, like, Shab Spidey's Amazing Journey or... Uh, shab spidey i poop on your emoji or something like that but fine that's nice and encouraging when i win the amazing race my next road trip will be to tofino or you clue rossi you have google at your disposal right yeah but i can't spell that oh i'm gonna google wherever his destination is you just to find out because i have no idea what that is Euclid, BC? What? It's on the west coast of Vancouver Island in British Columbia. You could swim there, Shabir. What are you talking about? Well, they're going there after Chicago. Well, they knew they were going to come in fourth last, which is why they didn't make any big ambitious plans for where they would go for their road trip. Uh, Shabir, um, you're a true hero. Shab Spidey all the way. Do you have Zeds open? Because my website, as usual, is not working. Thank you, CTV. Uh, I'll check. All right. Oh, um... it loaded. Zeb. All right. Zed. Duh. Zeb. Zed. His nickname is Zeb. Um, okay. So, Zed. My favorite food is pizza. Rossi, if you had to choose between pizza and... Uh, traveling the world. <laughs> you choose to do pizza or traveling the world. What would be your choice? Traveling the world. Oh, if you had to choose between pizza and my freaking medications, what would be your choice? Uh, um, pizza, because I don't want your freaking medications. <laughs> I don't even have medications. Uh, I have vitamins, though, if you want vitamins for somebody who's celiac. Uh, the soundtrack to my life is Bring Em Out by T.I., my favorite emoji is, big surprise, pizza. Or very painful poop. Can't tell. It almost looks like it could be ice cream cone as well. Uh, my, <laughs> we'll stop there. I was going to combine those. Uh, my favorite book is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Rossi, have you read the Harry Potter book? Nope. You went through Hunger Games. You're a bigger Hunger Games fan than Harry Potter then? Yeah. Have you watched the Harry Potter movies? Um, Most of them. Most of them. Okay. Which ones have you seen? 
all but the last one. Okay, good. That was terrible. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest, and anybody out there who's a Harry Potter fan is going to want to take a emoji mashed potato on my face, but Harry Potter has got to be one of the most boring things ever. I think out of eight movies, I enjoyed the third one. Uh, the Goblet of Fire, the one with his favorite book, was like, okay. And the majority of them are just like painfully dull. Um, sorry to say. Yes, it's a tangent, Rossi. I'm stretching this episode out because I'm not getting a lot of life out of my co-host this week. <laughs> my top road trip song is Jubal by Klingard. Let's move on. The last movie that made me cry was 50-50. Rossi, have you seen 50-50? This is, this is part of the Oz Network. You're going to rent it, uh, buy it, or bin it for 50-50. Have you seen it? I'm going to buy it. You're going to buy 50-50. Okay. Uh, I would buy Lion. So I can see it. I would buy Lion just for the record. I'd rent 50-50. Probably not even because it's on Netflix here. And my dream vacation would be to go to East Africa with my whole family. A lot closer than Euclulet. Shabir doesn't like to go overseas, apparently. That is Zed and Shabir. Thank you for joining us. Rossi, do you have a car fact of the week, or is that too much of stretching this episode? Um... The car fact of the week is go buy one. They're on sale. 2017 Chevrolet Cruze Sedan. Available teen driver technology, which I don't know what it is, but it sounds cool. Um, That's all we have to say. Oh, wait, we also forgot about the random body part facts of the week. So, Zed, his right nipple says, when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up to be an NBA player. And his right backpack strap says the sports and activities I played as a kid were hockey, golf, and basketball. And Shabir's left bicep says my dream vacation would be go to Bora Bora or the Maldives with my wife and children. Not you, Clulet. <laughs> and <laughs> the inside of his elbow says when I was a kid I wanted to grow up to be an astronaut or a pilot. Rossi, we are ready to rate the episodes. Do you want to start with episode... Uh, my butt workout looks amazing, Andrea and Ebony says. Um, this is a butt workout, episode four, Beijing. What would you rate it? Um, I'm going to rent it. I'm going to rent it too. I thought I would buy it when I started this episode, and then your powers of persuasion with all of your insight you've provided in this episode changed my mind. Uh, rent it for episode four. Episode five, this is a real cat and mouse chase. Rent it or buy it. I'm going to bin it. You're going to bin it? I didn't even give you the option to bin it, because I thought you said this was the one. We started this, and I said to you off air, I liked one of these episodes. You said, please tell me it was the second one. And that's the one you wanted to bin. Well, I think you've twitched me, because I like the first one episode episode better now. Okay, well, you changed my opinion, because I'm going to rent both of them, but I think the second one was slightly stronger. That's all we have for this week. Um, We're going back to Canada next week. Uh, so... I'll just that Canada and that poll are really happy. Can it get any worse than what we saw in the past two weeks, Rossi? Probably. I don't know. What I'm seeing right now on my TV looks fantastic. Um, Well, we'll see. Yeah, they're going to the nation's capital, Ottawa. My wife asked me when this is airing. She's like, if this is like, you know, the Amazing Race Canada, why aren't they here for the Canada Games? Because they filmed it a couple of months ago. Uh, Jamie, if you're listening to this episode, that's the answer why. <laughs> that's our listener question of the week. Rossi, thank you for all of your insight. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I can give more analogies. 
Yeah, and uh, you're just like white paint. You're the white paint of the Oz Network. Thank you for joining wow. us. This episode should be up by the time Amazing Race Canada finishes airing its next episode. We will be back sooner next week. Uh, I actually have some vacation time coming up, and I don't have that much school to do, and I don't have that much work to do before then. I have a bunch of off-the-podium to do for the Canada Games, which is more entertaining than the Amazing Race Canada this season. Rossi, will you be watching anything on the Canada Games? Yeah, I'm going to watch Prince Edward Island now. PEI take volleyballs to the face. All right, thank you for joining us nonetheless. Listen to all of Ben's episodes on Nip Tuck and Survivor Australia, which apparently is a really good season. I'm not watching it because I don't have time. It took me two weeks to get caught up on my own Canadian Amazing Race. But everybody's loving it. We've got exit interviews. So stay tuned. Every 24 hours or so, I'm sure they have an episode and an elimination, I don't know, three or four times a day. Lots to keep up on here. We finished our Dawn of the Dead. Uh, that should be up any time now. We're going to be recording Day of the Dead soon to wrap up our George Romero trilogy. Rossi, would you buy, bin, or rent George Romero's Dawn of the Dead trilogy? I would resurrect it. You'd resurrect it. That's a good answer. Okay. We're moving on. This has been The Amazing Race Canada. We promise next week will be much sooner, and we promise it'll be a better episode. Uh, we love Ottawa. Rossi, you are white paint. Um, I don't know how to end this episode other than to say good night. This was a real butt workout. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.